0: I'm
1: hot for teacher.
0: We thought we were done. We thought we were finished. We thought we would never talk about a movie minute by minute again. But we were wrong. Join us as we get to know the cast next door. Hello and welcome to the cast next door where we love your mother's cookies. I'm your host Josh and joining me once again are Eric. Hi there. And Jordan. Hey again. And we are wrapping up our week here with... Minute 12 of... The Boy Next Door, the cinematic masterpiece starring Jennifer Lopez. And what we do here is we watch this movie and we break it down minute by minute. And this is a good minute to be breaking down. Uh So, essentially we open with a downward facing shot of Noah and J-Lo's son working on a car, though I'm not sure whose car it is they are working on. It might be Noah's uncle's, it might be J-Lo's car. I'm not really sure, but they are Working on a car, and as we mentioned last time, we get to see that Japanese Shinto gate very prominently in the uh, in the frame. That's just sort of leaning against the house. And this minute, pretty much, is all about the female gaze, which is it's kind of a nice subversion. You know, we, we're typically presented tons of films where women are are objectified and sort of presented as as uh, you know objects uh, to be coveted. And in this this minute, we get some nice gratuitous shots of Noah's muscles all oily and sweaty. Mm-hmm.
1: Greasy, just like you like
0: them. Definitely. I, this kind of, uh, I wrote in my notes that it sort of, it felt to me kind of how Michael Bay films uh, Megan Fox throughout the, <laughs> throughout the Transformers uh, movies, you know, very elaborate close-ups, lots of blown-out sun rays and, and, uh, you know, very artistic looking, but we get this uh, for a guy, which is, you know, kind of, it's uh, fine, you yeah. know, fine, right. perfectly, perfectly, uh, normal.
1: He's a good looking dude.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and we also get uh, kind of importantly the the setup that Noah seems to know a little bit about cars which may or may not come into play a little later. Spoilers. (laughs) Yeah, Um, but yeah, essentially this minute is (laughs) J-Lo's character watching him.
1: (laughs) The watchful gaze of (laughs) J-Lo.
2: Is this the same room that she watched him from like the last minute? Because like, is it like two parts? Like her bed's on one side and her desk and then like our work because it's base, it's on the second floor and it's like it has to be like and if it's not the same room it has to be ex- like right next to it because it's practically the same view. She's just looking slightly down and to the right instead of just down and into
1: that window. Hmm. I'm trying to look at the room because unless the bed's on the complete other side of the room, I don't know if this room has enough space in it for everything that we saw last time. There's no geography <laughs> that makes any sense. <laughs> <laughs> like Unless they've got those Shinto gates just spread all throughout the outside of the house. I don't think that what we're seeing is correct here. So
0: yeah, we we basically just have her peeping on this dude and right at the end of our minute he basically looks up and catches her and she gives this sort of self-satisfied smirk
1: (laughs) caught peeking (laughs) and he knows he knows he knows what's going on yeah he's he's well aware of what he's doing for all the parallels i had to call
2: it the diet coke commercial (laughs) minute i I had Mm. to look look it up because i can't remember the exact dates i think it was like uh late 80s Early '90s that the Diet Diet Coke put out this commercial where like you know there's all these women in an office building and it's like 11:30 Diet Coke break and they all rush to this window where there's construction going on next door and this guy basically uh, has a Diet Coke like takes off his shirt and they're just all just watching him as he drinks this and and it's and the parallels (laughs) between the two are like really spot on yeah and I thought this was absolutely hilarious was uh, they say it's 11:30 when the Diet Coke break is and 11:30 in the movie like on on, in the timetable is about when the music really cuts in (laughs) wow wow Wow, that is a
1: nice connection (laughs) yeah this is close
0: Yeah, I you're totally right. I do remember that commercial. Now that you're describing it, I I remember exactly what you're talking about. And yeah, it's it's very much let's all go stare at these sweaty construction workers, and that is
1: essentially what she's doing. Mm-hmm. And the commercial I thought of was the the bod man's fragrance spray commercials, where it's essentially it's essentially just men moving around and showing their muscles. And yeah, so this scene is essentially just that. So I think if you overlay the music over that scene, it, it'll just be. A bot man, fragrance spray commercial.
0: Once, like they they cut down and and we see her kind of looking down on them. The the camera does this sort of weird thing, like it's uh, taking uh, J Lo's character's POV and mm-hmm. it's like zooming in like really sharply on certain parts of oh, his yeah. of his arms. Like she's just focusing in right on that
2: that veiny bicep right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why he's not wearing the sleeves. He's he's got a sleeveless tank top there. She even gets to look at some. Mm-hmm nipple there. Yeah, this minute is
0: essentially all about her peeping on him and and him catching her and knowing exactly what it is he's uh, he's doing, which which makes me again as I kind of speculated on the last minute that maybe he's doing this on purpose. You know, maybe he was making sure that she saw him put his uncle into bed. That's why the, the curtains weren't closed. You know, like, he, he's making an effort to draw her gaze to him.
1: Yeah, and he was he was like, get up in the morning, go over to that car, make sure the car is parked right in front of her window. So she is looking at me, put on the most torn up tank top I have so that she can get a good view of my muscles.
0: Yeah, because the car wasn't there last night. Yeah, I don't remember seeing it. So he, he definitely parked it there for a reason. I, I mean he probably he probably went and like dipped his hands in oil before he even started working <laughs> on the car so that it was Just super greasy and ready to go. And we do uh, we do kind of get a little bit of also a little bit of foreshadowing because as that as the scene sort of starts, we get the pan down from uh, the the four uh, open windows at the top of the house that she can look directly into, um, which does kind of, you know, light spoiler play into the movie a little bit later on. But it, it, it definitely is like setting up, it's trying, I guess, to set up the geography of this house and sort of where it is. still don't know if they do a good job of really explaining where everything is in this world. No, yeah,
1: the geography is not very clearly conveyed.
0: Sometimes it seems like the houses are a little bit farther apart. Then sometimes it seems like they're much closer together. Um like, like in the previous minute, when she's looking across the, the way into the other window, like it seems like there's a, a farther distance than it does when she's looking out at them on the working on the car. Like, it seems like they're much closer. So I I don't know if I don't know if that's a maybe that's, you know, filmmaking attempts. Let's let's kind of close the gap between them now. Let's bring them closer together. Uh, Let's make them feel like they're coming closer together, even though the distance is the same. Yeah,
1: that's a narrative technique right there.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm applying way too much critical thought to this uh,
2: <laughs> this psychological thriller. Well, yeah, if you wanted to get critical, like you could also uh, examine the the song that's playing in the background called "As Long as You Are Mine," and and <laughs> and like at the end of the minute, it 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 ends on the that, that refrain, which is you know the title, you know. So that kind of is a very sh- foreshadowy, uh, creepy, kind of ominous vibe they give off the bat there too. It's a very ominous kind of thing to have in the background.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, the lyrics sort of fit and... And it's kind of an interesting, uh, an interesting thing, because as you were saying, that last like sort of refrain, as long as your mind it, you know, are we supposed to know just from that, that it's it's referring to sort of his thoughts about her? Or is it, you know, maybe her kind of like, oh, my, my thoughts are shifting about him. And, it, you know, it's kind of a sort of up in the air about who exactly they are they th- these thoughts are referring to like who's thinking that about the other but uh but yeah so this was a this was a pretty pivotal minute i think you know our minutes overall that we that we've covered have kind of built up their relationship you know and they've they've kind of gone from just barely knowing each other to her trusting him to her kind of thinking that he's a sweet guy to her like objectifying him. (laughs) It's like they're getting closer and closer. So the movie wastes no time in bringing them together uh, as quickly as it can. Yeah, six minutes about. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. So, yeah, is there there anything else that you guys want to discuss about this minute uh, specifically? Um, I think we covered most of it. So now since this is uh, kind of the end of our time together, let's sort of just generally talk about our feelings Uh, About the movie as a whole What you sort of think about it Just general thoughts, nothing too spoilery So we don't ruin uh, later minutes or minutes that have already happened But yeah, let's just get a general idea Of how everybody um, feels about the
1: film Yeah, so I started watching this uh, Last Saturday night So about a week ago and uh, I was amazed when I was watching this how quickly it just unloads all the information, all the backstory you need, and just goes right into it from the third or fourth minute. Your your plopped into this situation and just the relationship between Claire and Noah is kind of funny throughout it, how it just forms and then falls apart so quickly after having sex. So yeah, it's pretty great. (laughs) One can
2: almost make a joke about relationships in general off that. Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
0: And uh, Jordan, what about you? I know you said you haven't finished it yet, but you're close. I'm
2: about halfway through and it's, it's true. It's like, you know, they they really just set up things and go fast and and there's there's hardly any like pauses or breaks for anything. And I'm actually kind of looking forward to seeing how it will go. Like, I know of general what's supposed to happen, but just getting there is going to it seems like it's going to be a hilarious ride. Oh, yeah. It's a
1: psychological torture thriller. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I watched this pretty much right before we, we recorded these, uh, like the day before we started recording our episodes. And you guys are right. I mean, it, it pretty much launches you into the story immediately without really giving you a chance to figure out the world. You are immediately info-dumped all of this, this backstory that you sort of have to just roll with. And without getting too into uh, stuff that's already been covered, I mean, I, I was kind of disappointed I didn't expect much from this movie but I was still kind of disappointed at how they make JLo's character kind of a, a strong, you know, independent person at the beginning and then they sort of just drop it when the story needs them to and makes her sort of this helpless
1: victim. Yeah, she, she's being victimized and she has no recourse to call the cops or fight against it in any way, really.
0: Yeah, there, there are multiple moments where she could, you know, basically turn this guy in and, you know, and throughout the film. And, and this will, again, be covered in, in more detail later. But, uh, you know, there's no there's no real consequences for his actions. Um, and so it's kind of the movie sort of loses track of <laughs> Uh, reality, I guess, about halfway through and it becomes this this crazy, uh, this crazy sort of fever dream.
1: The movie essentially throws up his hands and says, well, we might as well just go all out here.
0: Yeah, there there was there are moments like where, you know, the movie itself is technically it's a it's a technically well-made movie. It's fine. Mm -hmm. It's not going to win any awards. There's no, you know, specific things that really stand out, but it doesn't look terrible. It doesn't sound terrible. You know, you can focus on the actual story and the actors, which is not necessarily a benefit because some of the acting is pretty atrocious and the story (laughs) is not great. Uh, I feel like the story sort of, as I was telling you guys before we started recording, sort of slips into cliches that movies that came out 10 years ago were making fun of. And I feel like, I I think that there's potentially a better movie here somewhere. You know, the, the story is not original necessarily and it's not particularly riveting but I feel like there could be something there maybe if it was you know a better writer or maybe a better director you know maybe even a better lead actor and actress that could uh, you know sort of do something a little bit more with the material but as is it's just kind of a cliched sort of thing that I guess I sort of expected when I hit play
1: so like I I was researching this a little bit this is a rated R movie like there's there's some very terrible swearing in it and some minor sexual content like i don't think like there's their sex scene together there's not much nudity is there
0: no there's not much uh in their sex scene but there's it's it's a slightly hot and heavy sequence and then there's a there and there's a little bit of nudity a little bit later so so they they earned their r rating uh for the most part but you know i I mean if we're going to be fair as we already talked about it was kind of you know there was a little bit of of female gaze here uh you know let's let's throw some let's throw some more male nudity in there I mean you know that this is I mean why not you know come on yeah you can always do more
1: male nudity
0: one thing I will say that I did kind of like about the movie is there there are certain parts a little bit early on that there's some interesting things with colors happening in there like in the neighborhood for some reason uh, in front of the two houses there's like a weird purple and orange light that doesn't really make any sense as to why why that street looks like that and why it's bathed in that weird colored light, but it looks really interesting. So I'm kind of willing to let them slide on that one. But uh, but yeah, they, they just I think there's something good here, but I just don't think that they quite figured out uh, how to how to do
2: it. Maybe they just found a neighborhood with uh, interesting things too, like that light and the Tory gate and the uh, houses just happen to be perfectly aligned. So one can look into the other really well, really easily. Yeah, they just they lucked in to it are
0: we going to explain why this gates here nope just leave it 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 adds character it was there when we got here so we might as well keep it well i think we have exhausted this minute and exhausted our thoughts on the film unless you guys have anything else you'd like to add nope i'm good nope i'm good All right. Well, thank you guys for joining me for the last four minutes of the podcast discussing the boy next door. I have been your host, Josh. And uh, Eric, if you'd like to plug anything, please feel free.
1: Yeah, I'd like to plug my Twitter handle. uh, That's at E underscore Horrors 1138. You can follow me there.
2: And Jordan, uh, other than plugging this f- own podcast here or the talk, a talking cat uh, podcast that can be
0: previous.
1: That's a good podcast. I listen to all that.
0: Yeah, that is a good podcast. If you haven't listened to a talking cast, go back and listen to all 80 plus episodes.
1: Hello. I have no uh, direct connection to a talking cast. Please listen to that podcast. It was amazing.
0: But thank you guys very much for joining me for uh, this batch of episodes. Uh, and hopefully we can have you guys back. In the future Excellent Yeah All right. Thanks for listening To The Cast Next Door Where we love Your mother's cookies And we will see you Next time Bye guys Bye Bye Thanks for listening To A Talking Cast Presents The Cast Next Door I was your host Josh Hollis With my guests Eric Harzer And Jordan Sam Like us on Facebook Follow us on Twitter At FirstEdIliad Or download new episodes From TheCastNextDoor.wordpress.com You can also subscribe On iTunes or Stitcher Artwork by Josh Hollis. Edited by Josh Hollis. Produced by Darren Husted. Executive producer, Josh Hollis. The Boy Next Door is owned by Blumhouse, Smart Entertainment, New Yurican, and Universal Studios. No infringement is intended. Copyright 2015. All rights reserved.
1: This is a first edition?